Hi, everybody. Welcome to the STRU podcast. I am here with the very handsome and charming Richard Fertig. <laughs> um, it's been a minute since we recorded our last podcast. Well, it's good the to be key back. word that you said is recorded. Because for those of you that are listening to this, we've actually thought we were recording podcasts only to find out that there was a little oopsie somewhere along the way and we had a technological malfunction. So learning opportunity. It's exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. So now we're back and and better than ever. Well, I mean, we're certainly back and we're certainly better than ever. (laughs) That said, I would like to take a moment and just uh, apologize to anybody who is eagerly awaiting the release of this podcast for the delay. And I'd like to apologize to you for my uh, frustration with that entire process, because (laughs) as you know, I cherish my time and I really want to contribute and give people what, you know, content and education. And if we're doing it, I get very uh, frustrated when things don't really work out. So I apologize to everyone and to you in particular, Erica. Thanks for, you know, being patient and understanding. Absolutely. Of course. I'm trying to grow through the frustration of life. (laughs) (laughs) And so these are opportunities to allow me to reflect and think about it. And, you know, what I would just sort of share with the audience before we get into the podcast is like, that's a healthy approach, right? It's, It's not to beat ourselves up because we had frustration. It's to allow ourselves the frustration, acknowledge that we were frustrated, then pause, reflect and grow through it so that hopefully the next time, God forbid, something like this were to happen again, it's less frustrating. And to your point, a learning opportunity so that it doesn't happen again. But right. as you are hosting and you bring people into your homes and you're new to the Airbnb platform and so on, there will be frustrations, but it's not a reason to quit. Maybe just pause, take a time out, regroup, and then do it again. Right. So here we are. Right. Breathing. Well, it's important. <laughs> right? It is. Very much so. So if I recall, yes. the last time we tried to record this, we told a little story about um, the success and the launch of your father's Airbnb. And we had just gotten back from yes. near Lake Tahoe, Serene Lakes, I believe. Yes. Serene Lakes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, California, where we spent just after Christmas and before New Year's. We had a wonderful time. I met the entire bossy clan. There was about 12 of them and so on and so yep. forth. And as far as I could tell, I think I'm invited back. Yes, I believe so. Yeah, That's the I word on the street. I don't think I did anything too terrible. No, not at all. In fact, I did do some things rather well. Yes. Share with them. Well, I mean, you are a phenomenal chef. I don't know, you know, if the audience is, you know, aware of that. Um, but you are an incredible chef. And so... Um, well, thank you. Absolutely. And the last night... Um, well, because of our numbers, everybody kind of got delegated a night to cook, and uh, we were the last night, and so cleanup hitter. <laughs> you know, we, we let everybody Save the go best first. For last. Exactly. Right. Listen, you know, put all the pressure on. You're used to that. You're good with that. Yeah. So what happened? Um, you slayed it. I mean, it was just incredible. It was so yummy. It was. Um, we were up in the mountains and surrounded by snow and cold and wind. And as beautiful as it was, it was definitely a winter wonderland. And to have this home-cooked, super warm, super hearty um, meal, I mean, it was so good that my Aunt Barbara went home and tried to duplicate what you had made for us, I think, a week or so later. And she believes failed miserably. <laughs> well, look, um, for those of you listening, I, I cooked pasta fazool, which is basically a, a peasant type hearty pasta, bean, carrot, celery, onion. 
when I cook, I try to keep things really simple. And everything I do, I try and keep things simple. And so I kind of pride myself on using the least amount of ingredients and the least complications. And then just to make it even more, you know, hard to replicate, we don't use recipes. We don't right. use timers. We don't, you know, it's just the secret to all of this is the intention that we set. And we set an intention before you and I cooked. I gave yeah. you all the credit. I told the entire Bossy clan that this was going to be the Bossy <laughs> pasta fazool <laughs> and that I was supporting you and your role and right. so on and so forth. And right. by and large, that was actually true. But um, Which was very I kind of feel like if you can do really amazing things with very few high-quality ingredients and you set the intention of love and feeding family and, and you care, and you don't micromanage and you don't, care so much about the timing but you just you know become one with the food and one with the purpose right it always works out really well and so i think your aunt did. although she's probably a very wonderful cook and chef and experienced and so on and so forth was maybe perhaps too you know like rule following and doing all of the things by the book and you know when you do things by the book you get the book results if you want to do something exceptional you have to do it you know by the heart by the heart and in a unique fashion and give of yourself. Right. And so that's what we did. And so how do you give of yourself in the pasta fazool? Over a period of time, we just blended in the flavor mm -hmm. as appropriate. You know, it was a slow process and I didn't even actually taste it because I just knew exactly where we were in it. But if you don't, then you just taste it and slowly over time patience and that's the same thing with the short-term rental business right like you're not going to expect immediate success as much as um, we're giving you all the content that we possibly can guidance and education and the videos nothing beats experience you got to do it right. you have to give yourself the opportunity to learn from your mistakes like we talked about with the podcast and so these lessons you think eric and i are just sitting here uh, staring into each other's <laughs> eyes which we are for those of you that are watching on the camera you know it's true um but they're life lessons, and right. they apply to cooking and relationship and uh, short-term rentals and Airbnb. And the basic premise, I believe, is to acknowledge um, self-love, give yourself a break, don't beat yourself up, and um, just keep trying until you nail it. Right, right. Be as forgiving with yourself as you are with others, right? Exactly. And and love yourself as much as you love others. You right. Know, I think we're the most critical of ourselves sure absolutely so we're our biggest you know hater and we're the biggest you know person who criticizes our look our how how we look and how we dress and how we feel and it's just unhealthy a much right. healthier approach is to accept who we are and love who we are and then work through room for improvement areas right 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 Absolutely. So, so to that end, mm -hmm. you know, we're all learning new skills here on the podcast and yes. operating the equipment and so on and so forth. And yes. I'm just thrilled. That and now we're we've got backups for backups. <laughs> yeah, I think we've got, I think we've got the, the headsets that you and I are wearing. Yep. So that's one. And then we've got the Tascam backup. And then we've got a shotgun <laughs> mic over here. And so like, no matter what, this one's going to be exactly. coming live. Exactly. And I can't wait. You all are hearing this. So, but um before we go any further in the, in the uh, podcast, and just to remind the people and those of you that are new, Eric and I catch up a little bit on what's going on in our lives as we're doing right now. And then the second segment 
is um, we go into news yes. specifically related to Airbnb and short-term rentals. And I know Erica's got some great questions so um, that she's found and sourced. So I'm excited to address that. And then finally, we go to the listener um, call line. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to encourage everybody to please call in. Yes. We'll include the link in the description, the phone number rather. Um, I don't have it memorized, but we need more questions. We want to hear from you. We want to grow you. And we want to do so and meet you where you are. So the best way to meet you where you are is for you to participate with us yes. and call in and leave a bunch of questions. Anything um, about Erica, about myself, about us, about relationships, about short-term rentals, you know, this is uh, for you and for the community. And so we really would encourage you to pick up the phone. It's pretty much free in this day and age. Yep. It's 24 seven, you can leave a voicemail. So whenever you have a question, just call the number and leave it and we'll get to you. Absolutely, yeah. So and some great questions have come in. What else is going on? Uh, we are enjoying winter here in Jackson uh, for a while, which is amazing and beautiful. And um, I have a newfound and deep appreciation for, for being here. And um, yeah, Chuck is here. I know. Chuck has set up this little studio. It's a little bit, you know, tight quarters. We're up in a loft. It's pretty interesting. And <laughs> it's I'm great. just psyched that it's set up. Yeah, you know, it's, it's cozy. It's so it's much great. easier it's for us to totally to record anything. Videos. I love any it. sort of content. Just like when you have a setup. Yeah. It's great. We've been on the road for the last couple hundred days. Um, and so like that didn't allow. We had a backpack and Every time we set up and broke down, just took a long amount of time. And there's a lot of variability and uncertainty. And, and if you want to do something well and, <laughs> and repeated and sustained, you have to set up a system and a process. And so right. this little loft studio area um, is going to be permanently set up for us. And so all we have to do is come up here and hit record. That's right. So thank you, Charles. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Super grateful. So, um yeah, I mean, I think uh, you're skiing hard and enjoying playing in the snow, and I'm enjoying <laughs> staying warm. <laughs> and the opry, you know, you yeah. op you opry rather well. Yeah. But um, no, the skiing has been fantastic. We've received something like 10 feet of snow in the first 12 days of January. Yes. So it's absolutely Crazy. epic powder skiing, yeah. and I've been very fortunate to go out with. Um, the club that I belong to here has mm -hmm. hosted a couple of events. And so we had some backcountry guides and did some uh, boot packing to get better lines and deeper powder. And it's just been absolutely epic. And it reminds me all of the decisions and all of the work that I did to get here, right? I mean, I came from New York City where this doesn't exist. And I had to pick a place and buy a home and furnish this place. And just tons of work and energy and effort designing my life to do exactly what it is that we're doing now. And it just feels so rewarding that like it's here. Right. It's amazing. It's and I'm so glad that you're joining me along this entire <laughs> journey too. Me too. And now you're going to learn to ski. Yeah. That's exciting. Isn't it? <laughs> now, friends, for those of you who don't know, um, I ski a lot and I, I'm not the best on the mountain by far. This is an insane mountain. There's incredible talented skiers here, but I ski the whole thing and I do it okay. Um, and so the good news is Erica's going to learn to ski and so we can share some time together on the slopes and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, but the reality of it is as a total beginner, 
we have an understanding that, you know, I'm going to go do my thing. She's going to do right. her thing and we'll meet for lunch and stuff like that. And right. it's important to have that dialogue because otherwise, you know, I'd be out here on the bunny slopes and frustrated and not enjoying. And we both want to be in peak, you know, pushing and growing and so on. And not one of us bring the other one down. Well, and the other thing that I want to acknowledge and um, show a tremendous amount of gratitude for is that the reason that I haven't, you know, really learned to ski in the 15, 16 years that I've lived in Jackson is that I haven't had the opportunity to do it correctly. I haven't had the opportunity or the means to um, go, you know, take lessons from someone, from an instructor who, um, you know, can show me how to, you know, ski properly and keep myself safe and make good decisions, um, you know, and rent and own the right gear and make sure that I'm, you know, healthy and prepared and warm and dry and all of those things that are that are really important you know and incredibly so, important right. especially for your enjoyment totally right and it's also extremely expensive i mean the lift ticket here in jackson hole i think is now about 140 dollars a day and i spent right. a couple of thousand dollars on a season pass right. so it's not, not the kind of thing that people just do lightly or pick up it's like oh yeah i've got a few thousand dollars lying around i'll try this right i can i can <laughs> attest to that <laughs> Right. It just, it, um, you know, it, it's the kind of thing that you want to do well and that you want to be prepared for. And, um, you know, and so very much, um, you know, like with short-term rentals, right? I mean, you want to seek an instructor and seek, you know, education and prepare yourself as much as you possibly can so that you do it correctly and that you feel, you know, you feel well armed going in. Um, and, it can be pretty scary and overwhelming uh, when when you're not. Well, the good news is we found the best instructor on the mountain. Yeah. The, the instructor who teaches all of the other instructors <laughs> right. and is on the national team. And yeah. um, she's wonderful. I skied with her the other day in, in powder and we've mm -hmm. had a conversation. So that'll be teed up. But um, I'm just fun. excited for you to get out there and do, you know, like what brings so many people here to Jackson right. is the skiing. Right. And you've been, you know, hanging here and, and not really enjoying that, although you right. have mastered tubing. Yes. And I've which gone is cross a real country thing. skiing with you. And so, like, I know you can do that. Right. But now yes. we're going up onto the mountain, dun, Teton dun, dun, Village, at the resort. Yes. And uh, you're going to be great. Thank you. You're going to be I'm great. excited. A bonafide ski bunny. Yes. Hippity hop. Here we go. <laughs> Hippity hop. All right. So what else, Erica? So in uh, Airbnb news, apparently Airbnb has created software um, where basically it is detecting um, sociopathic or... Um, narcissistic too, right? Narcissistic uh, tendencies or personalities. Um which I found very interesting um, in the article. It said, you know, that it hasn't been confirmed or denied whether or not those are actually totally active, um, but they have been created and developed. And so uh, I was just curious what your thoughts were on that yeah. or your kind of initial, you know, reaction. Well, I guess I won't be a guest in any more Airbnbs. <laughs> like once they weed me out, it's all over. But, oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, just to clarify a couple of points, I think that the technology that they've developed mm -hmm. um, is using artificial intelligence to screen Correct. for 
narcissistic personality disorders and sociopathic personality disorders. And where are they searching? Social media. Correct. Right? So one of the things that I teach my children about is that whatever you think is funny at a point in time may no longer be funny years down the road. So if it's something that you're questionable about, Mm -hmm. just don't post it there because it's a permanent record. And, you know, as an employer, I know that I've searched... um, people's social media accounts to just sort of see who's coming in and what their hobbies might be. And in fact, I've found people who were not a good fit for the culture that I've created based on, you know, not artificial intelligence, but just logic. Like if this person finds this to be funny or uh, a good use of their time, it's probably not an appropriate thing. And um, it's not necessarily correct, but we all use all the information that we have. Sure. And I think that's what uh, Airbnb is trying to do is to make this thing sustainable and scalable and something that happens behind the scenes. And if it, in fact, it works, and I have every reason to believe that it will, in fact, work, Airbnb is um, valued at $40 billion and they're going public. And I think the single most important thing that they will need to do as a public company is ensure that both hosts and guests are of the right like mindset and part of the community and should be welcome there because a few bad apples we see time and time again and anything can ruin the opportunity for everybody. So if Airbnb believes that they've got the right engineers and I have no reason to suspect that they don't, um, working on this problem, I believe it will be helpful. And if they can help me not have a terrible situation or a sociopath or somebody who's gonna destroy my house and my home, then I as a host am much happier. And so too is everybody listening to this who are hosts. So um, it is yet to be proven, it is yet to be rolled out. I don't really know how it's ultimately going to manifest itself, but anything that Airbnb wants to do to help hosts, I'm all for, right? Mm -hmm. I think part of the um, feedback that we continue to see in our Facebook group and on the YouTube channel and concerns that people have is that has Airbnb ignored the host and are they always siding with the guest and are they always taking the guest perspective and if a guest leaves you a one-star review that's a total lie can you get it removed and the answer is no it just seems like um, from a unbiased perspective what I'm reading a lot of our current hosts in our community are dissatisfied with the quality and concern that Airbnb puts on the hosts and they feel like they're prioritizing the guest. So this is now screening guests for the host benefit and I applaud it and I hope it works really well and the works fantastically well, all the better. And if anything, if somebody was flagged as a narcissist and not really good for the Airbnb platform, maybe they can learn from that too. Maybe it's, you know, a false positive and they're really a nice person. It was just a joke that was in bad taste or something like that. So I think it's a really good thing. I mean, it's a little scary, this whole artificial intelligence and robotic and so on. But at the end of the day, anything that they can do to take the bad apples off their platform, I I support wholeheartedly. Do you have any thoughts? (laughs) You know, it's really interesting. I, um, I'm, in agreement um, with a lot of the points that you made. And I actually have been um, very much aware, I think, um, within the last few years of um, posts or different um, commentary that I have made or, part- or partaken in um, 
in regards to social media, because I do very much believe um, and know that to be true, that um, you have a false sense or you, one can have a false sense of knowing someone uh, because they're connected or, you know, reading something or following them on, you know, social media. And really what that is, is, I mean, nothing but a photograph, right? I mean, it's a, it's a moment in time. Um, how accurate, you know, that is, one really doesn't know. But it's, you know, said that people post on, you know, social media, what, what they so choose, whether that's, you know, the, the, you know, the perfect life, the perfect memory, the perfect circumstance, the perfect or imperfect or, you know, so on and so forth. And how accurate that is or inaccurate, um, we don't really know. And as a, you know, I don't know, as a, as a female, as someone who, you know, basically was very, you know, aware and conscious of that. Um, and, you know, for a long time or for, you know, seven, eight years, I owned, you know, my own business. I never wanted to put anything out into the world that I couldn't take back, right. you know, in that way. And so, um, and I think that, you know, I, for, so for example, if a client, you know, were to, you know, seek me out on social media and I had posted something that was uncomplimentary or not in line with who I am, that could be detrimental. Absolutely. And by the way, as I said earlier, it's it's a permanent record, right? right. So like there was an incident at uh, my old, the old high school that my children went to mm-hmm. where um, as a joke, and I think it was even private, it might have been on Snapchat or something like that, but um, there was a comment and a photo that was posted years ago mm-hmm. um, and then they were discovered mm-hmm. and these children were actually kicked out of school and had to relocate and go to a different school and so on and so forth about something that in the moment it didn't seem like a big deal right. and then it got forgotten about but literally I think it was somewhere on right. the order of like three years you, later right? somebody discovered this or right. somebody had taken a screenshot and kept it or whatever it was and their lives are permanently changed right? right like you can't get kicked out of a high school these days for something like that and it just be you know right ignored or forgotten it's right. just poor judgment absolutely so absolutely. I think um, Airbnb and in, in scouring all of this public Mm -hmm. information and that's what it is um it's almost like they need to do this right right because we're not doing it i don't have all the details they're whole they're withholding from me who's trying to book my place they no longer share with me a photo i don't know their last name i don't know where they live so i'm just trusting the platform and what airbnb is trying to do is make the platform more trustworthy right so i applaud it absolutely absolutely i agree i agree Awesome. Well, thank you. F- thank you for sharing your thoughts on that. I, I can't wait it. to see how it works out. I think yeah. it's going to be really helpful, right? Absolutely. I mean, we use artificial intelligence in, scru- in screening everything else out. Why not bad apples? Sure. Sure. Um, awesome. Well, with that, are you uh, prepared to go to a Q&A with uh, somebody that called in, left a voicemail? No, let me prepare. <laughs> okay. Now I'm prepared. Now you're prepared. Now okay. I'm prepared. Whew. All right. Awesome. Here we go. Hey guys, it's Anthony. We want to know what is the secret to not having people bring pets and not telling us. 
We don't allow pets. We say no animals. We say no pets. We've had several people sneak in pets, get caught, not care. These are not service animals. They're just people who disregard rental agreements and house rules. What can we do? Talk to you guys soon. Wow. Boom. Well, hmm. So the first thing I would say, Anthony, is thank you very much for calling in. I appreciate it. And I would encourage other people to call in. That would be helpful. Um, but I don't know that there really is a secret. Um, you know, at the end of the day, as we just discussed, it's a really good question following the whole artificial intelligence thing is it's a platform based on trust. And there's always going to be people that try and skirt the rules or violate and they're going to get away with it to a degree. Right. Um, I think that perhaps a, a better question is just like, why are you so adamant that pets shouldn't be allowed? Now, if there's a really great reason, like we have white carpeting or I'm allergic, I'm deathly allergic, then perhaps. But um, perhaps a better question is why don't more hosts allow guests with dogs uh, and charge accordingly, charge a greater cleaning fee, charge a per pet fee, uh, whatever it is, so that these hosts, I'm sorry, these guests don't feel like they have to be sneaky. Instead, they could search on these platforms for dog-friendly places and then be welcome with open arms into like dog-friendly environments. Um, but I think that a few things that you could do if this was important to you, and I'm not sure it's going to solve the problem 100%, but the things that come to my mind right now are you could meet the guest in person or have your property manager meet the guest in person. And if they see Fido in the back, then you know, and like they don't go in and they've broken the the terms and so you'd have to take it up with airbnb at that point about whether the guest canceled or what they do with their dog i mean if somebody's come all the way to your place and they've got a dog it's unlikely they're going to leave them alone outside and never bring them in so if somebody was to greet them you'd know there's a dog but now you have a more uncomfortable situation on your hands so like that doesn't seem that sustainable um the other thing you could do is use cameras. Uh, I bet a lot of people, and maybe you've used them, Anthony, as well, like a ring camera outside and you could see the dog. But once again, you know, now you're policing your place um, and that's neither fun nor enjoyable and it leads to a really sticky conversation. So I guess the only thing that I would say is, is that, you know, we have to trust people. Um, if you see that there was damage done by a dog, or additional cleaning done by a dog. You have the security deposit. You have the terms of service. You have your own house rules. They've broken them, and I believe Airbnb will side with you. But um, it just seems to me that that's energy that's not well spent, and perhaps we can figure out a way to get people with their dogs in a better place. Um, but there's nothing that there is no secret. Now, in my particular case, I've I've made pet policy in most of my places. Uh, at my discretion, which means I approve the pets that come in just like I approve the guest. And so I ask questions like, can you please tell me the breed, uh, the size of the dog, the age of the dog? Will it be left alone when you're not in the house? Are you bringing a crate? You know, like whatever set of questions I have so that I can get comfortable with it, then I try to get comfortable with it. And in most cases, I say yes. Mm -hmm. Now, why don't I get comfortable if it's a puppy? I don't want a bunch of, you know, uh, potty training accidents in my house. So I don't really allow that. If the people are going to go do things for an extended period of time and the dog's going to be left alone, then I don't like that. Uh, if the dog's left alone and they're bringing a crate, I feel differently about it. Um, but then ultimately, it just comes down to trying to vet 
the right dogs. In my personal experience, and you and I have traveled for the last couple of hundred days, we see dogs in the nicest of hotels. In every hotel we've been to, there's dogs everywhere. And what I would say is that most of the people that are responsible dog owners could be some of the best guests too. Right. Right? So like... Because I think that for the most part, they've got pretty um, attention to detail, right? I mean, they are very aware that... To a certain degree, it's a luxury to be able to travel with their pet. Um, and that I would say, I would venture to guess that whether it's a hotel, whether it's an Airbnb, so on and so forth, there is a pet deposit if they're being allowed to bring their, their pet. And they don't want to be charged that. They don't want to lose that. Um, and they don't want to, you know, and, and also, especially with like the Airbnb platform, you can... With the ability to give reviews on guests, they don't want the negative feedback so that they're not in the future allowed to, um, you know, bring (laughs) Fido. Um, The other thing, too, that I, you know, think would be or I would think would be helpful as a dog owner is if... You know, they have an activity that's going to take them out of the home and Fido can't go with them. You know, providing them with an alternative resource. So here's doggy daycare that we've referred to a number of people. And, you know, it's a really great place. People, you know, dogs really seem to enjoy it. And so, you know, yeah, by all means, bring him with you. But we only really want him in the house when you're with him or created. And when, you know, you're not with him and you need somewhere, you know, for him to go, you know, call and ask for Bobby at, you know, doggy take care and they'll take the best care of them. And so it's, and so that way I feel like you're kind of um, setting them up for success as well. Yeah. And I think going back to the point that we were just making, I think the vast majority of dog lovers are the most conscientious and they want the best for the home and themselves and their dog and their pet. And, you know, it's a responsibility. It's a big responsibility. So they're traveling now with say dog food and bowls for water and, um, these aren't people that take this travel lightly, right? right? They're not just like homeless and staying in your home and they also happen to have a dog. These right. are people that are quite possibly the best guests, but it's a very personal decision, Anthony, and I'm not going to encourage you to change your policy. And maybe you do have things like allergies. Um, in the case, the way that I phrase it, when I always say that, tell me more about your uh, animals or your pets, mm-hmm. I always say, I personally am a big dog lover. In fact, I have dogs myself, but not all of my guests are dog lovers and either are, you know, my cleaning team. So I want to make sure that we're welcoming other guests in the way that they're uh, expecting the place to be. So tell me more about your pet, how old, how big, and so on. Uh, I think the single biggest complaint that I have about dogs more than anything would be um, shedding. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's really hard to clean and it takes a while to see and so on. So me personally, I tend to uh, avoid big dogs with big coats, like a golden retriever. But I feel very differently about, say, a smaller dog with a shorter coat. Um, but everybody has their own right. rules. And by the way, I love golden retrievers. They're <laughs> the, some of the best dogs in the world. But, you know, right. a wet golden retriever coming off the beach with all this wet fur that's a very different story than, you know, a short-haired breed. Right. 
Right. So, Anthony, I don't know if I've answered your question. I think I've given you a lot to think about, but there is no magic bullet. There is no fail-safe approach. I've given you a couple of choices where you meet somebody, uh, greet them, let them in, but just realize if you do that, that could be a really uncomfortable situation. And, I mean, I guess it could escalate and be unsafe. So if you do something like that, just be safe, be cautious. Uh, the second opportunity is to use a camera and detect that something has gone wrong. It sounds like you probably already do that or you wouldn't know that people were trying to sneak in the dogs. Um, but, you know, I think it's really important that you, you know, let the prospective guest know that you would consider their dogs and then go through that process and then vet them. And I, I've often said that a wealth you know, well-trained dog, which most people traveling with dogs are traveling with well-trained dogs, mm -hmm. um, could be less wear and tear and less damage and less stains and less concerning than, say, toddlers. Right. Right. Like if somebody, we were just with um, your family and there was four young children and they were extremely well-behaved and I didn't see any incident. But like, frankly, I'd be more concerned about four young children raging in age from one and a half to eight mm -hmm. plus minus, right? Mm -hmm. Like. There's more potential for mess and, and crayons and paint and blood and spilling and juice. Right. Vomit. Than, yeah, than, <laughs> th than like right. a well-behaved dog who's just going to sleep. Right. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Good point. So I hope that was helpful. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and again, provide resources. You know, set people up for success. If you do decide that, um, you know, that bringing a dog is, is okay and that you're comfortable with that. Um, also provide additional resources, you know, so that groomers, doggy daycare, someone, you know, somebody that you trust, you know, to come to the house and maybe walk the dog if they're, you know, if that's helpful or important. Heck, you could even charge for it, right? Exactly. Like get, get together with somebody who does right. that in your area and provide like daily walks right. or whatever, grooming while you're here. Oh, you're going to be gone. Why not get your dog groomed? Right. All these little services, you know, where you take a negative situation and turn it into a positive and right. make a little bit more money and get five-star reviews and accept pets. And then people are favorably reviewing you. And then you become the go-to, you know, pet lover's place. And like, it could change your life. Right. Um, just not being fear-based. Right. Because you never know, right? Like you never know which guest is going to be a problem. You never know which pet's going to be a problem. Totally. And so it's just fear-based, but it's not necessarily real. Right. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. It always is. I know. Isn't this podcast thing fun? And this <laughs> it second is. take, I think, was at least as good, if not better, than the first. I, wanna, I, would, I would actually go out uh, on a limb to say it was better. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm glad yeah. it didn't record then. Hooray. All right. Well, friends, <laughs> thank you very much. Please call into the podcast. We'd love to answer your questions like we did Anthony. Yeah. Uh, the phone number will be in the description below. Yes. And until next time, thank you, Erica. Thank you. Appreciate it. So that does it for another episode of the STRU podcast. As always, all links mentioned are in the show notes below. If you're serious about short-term rental investing, be sure to check out str.university. Till next time.